Welcome to this week of the X Podcast. So good to be with my boys. I got Russ and Tim over here. My name is Kevin. We're so glad to have you with us wherever you are tuning in, listening, watching this from. Uh, today's a crazy day. Yeah. Uh, if you're an American, uh, if you live in the United States, this is a uh, a wild, unprecedented day. The President of the United States, Donald Trump, is getting impeached for the second time. Wow. It's never happened in the history of our republic. No, and, no. Uh, impeached by the House. Unless you've lived under a rock, then you know <laughs> that there has been some... Well, what's crazy, hold on. Last yeah. week, while we were recording this... Yeah. It was last. It week. was taking off like the stuff in Washington. The Capitol like building. A month ago. Yeah. It does was last week because I remember we finished recording last week's yeah. podcast, and I went back into my office and I was went back to work and uh, one of the other pastors texted me or someone or I, I no I saw a news feed pop up on mm-hmm. my thing about mm-hmm. something going on at Capitol. But I'm like, what's going on? I didn't even realize that would have been about one something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boom! I pull up. I start reading. I turn on the news. And we're just dumbfounded. You guys all came over to my office, and we're just sitting here watching mm-hmm. the events that happened a week it's ago. Definitely a where were you when yeah. type of situation. Historical and, day, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so historical day where just a, a group of people, some people called them mobs or rioters, and I think that's probably right and just, that stormed into the Capitol building and, mm-hmm. and uh, laid siege to it. Uh, there's a whole bunch of words being thrown around right now: insurrection, sedition, coup. Uh, coup that was what I heard on the all sorts of things broadcast. and conspiracy. Um, <laughs> FBI is involved. Everybody's involved, and it really, you're kind of left as an American um, with the inauguration happening. I think seven days. Um, and, what is today? Uh, mm. It is seven days. 13th. Today's thirteenth. Today's thirteenth. Oh, wow. yeah. So yeah. in seven days, so one week from today. one week from today, inaugurating. Wow. Mm-hmm. A new president, yeah, and just the um, the tension that's in the air is mm-hmm. really unbelievable. <laughs> um, I'm if you heard our podcast last week, we are in the middle. This is our second week, second yeah. we're in the middle of our second week yeah. of our 21 day prayer mm-hmm. and fast as a church. Yeah, and so us three and many mm-hmm. others uh, here are fasting social media. I have never I'm been so, so glad. happy. I'm so glad. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going back. Can yeah. you imagine? I'm not even lying. Yeah. Uh, I'm, no. I don't know that I'm going back. It was yeah. such a we'll relief. the fast. Yeah. I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Why? Wow. Why do you feel so much better? Because I just know that if I were on social media, the, the, I would be inundated with this. It would mm-hmm. just, it would consume my mind. And, it's, and I have thought about it a lot. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of conversations because it is such a significant moment mm-hmm. in our history. But I just, I know the uh, cesspool of social media. And I can't even imagine what it's like right now. I can't imagine the fighting. I can't imagine the videos being sent from this part, this part. You know what I mean? Like, I have never been so happy to be off social media. And I, I, yeah, well, I, I think don't know if I'm going For back. two reasons. I think, number one, for me, if I'm just being honest, I, part of me does not want to know what some people are saying. Yes. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. Me neither. And I think the second part is, being off social media, I, I think... The three of us would probably consider ourselves pretty self-controlled, and we, mm-hmm. because of our roles, we try to be slow to speak. But I think being off social media forces you to respond instead of react. Yes. Yeah, you know, I think it's one of the hopes of these conversations is that we actually take time not to knee-jerk reaction, but to process and think more than we stew and react. Yeah, 
I actually like the fact that here we are having a conversation about a week later because, you know, you had feelings in that moment, Mm. but you didn't know what to make of it. And then we've had a week of just things come out Mm -hmm. and other things, you know, and I'm sure there's more still to come out. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been refreshing to me to think of a situation or a tragedy or an event like this without thinking about the arguments of individuals mm-hmm. yeah you know what i'm saying yep. like i don't know what anybody thinks about this other than the people who live in my house and people i work with you know um and i'm glad i'm, yep. I'm so glad that that's the case because mm-hmm. i i think that if you you should if you're listening consider uh how, how can you come up to your own consensus and your own opinion and how can you process this event mm-hmm. by yourself yeah. on your own mm-hmm. you know yeah. Without the uh, the threat of somebody unbecoming your friend, mm-hmm. without the threat of somebody trashing your name, or without the threat of somebody making some sort of post about you or offending somebody, mm-hmm. processing a situation in its entirety to see um, mm-hmm. to see how it potentially would transform the way you look at the world. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. You know what stinks? I've there's <laughs> I've actually had people that there's certain of a wide variety of friends and uh like i said i've been very grateful to not be on social media but i've actually had several people for whatever reason take a screenshot yeah. of some people's posts and be like can you believe this i'm like i am not on yeah, social media for out. that Please. reason you know can i can i just oh, you're not i'll show you can, can no. i can i pause this for just a second i have got a, what your hat yeah why what for, does it mean like I'm a i know you're guy. Hmm? Yeah, we got it. No, no, like I have to narrate this for people listening. So wait, wait, wait. (laughs) I just, I just, Pastor Russ, he has a hat that says coffee and motorcycles, Mm -hmm. and the coffee part he does. You are. I've never seen you on a motorcycle. I've never seen you driving a motorcycle. (laughs) I'm more known for motorcycles than I am for coffee. Yeah. And uh, no, stop. That's not true. Bromoto, which PK knows about. Yeah. Uh, So in case you don't know, Bromoto, it's for whatever reason, it's this coffee shop in Atlanta. It's my favorite spot to go to. And it's exploded for whatever reason. I don't know if they're Mm -hmm. branding, their coffee's awesome. But if you ever go, it's actually, this is a weird combination. It's a hipster coffee slash motorcycle DIY mm-hmm. uh, shop. Okay, and that so, explains it. I just, speaking of motorcycles, I had no idea. Did you know he's a motorcycle? Yes, fan? I no. heard. Yeah, this is the plan for this no. next season of life. Yeah, I no. might show it on get... YouTube. Maybe a picture of you on your Harley. Mm. <laughs> okay, I love to Let's see. I it. had a Harley. Yeah, I currently, I currently have a Harley, orange. but he's a dog. <laughs> I had a Harley motorcycle and sold it years ago. But anyways, years ago, years ago, it was fun. But uh, this is my newest. uh, Okay, I just I didn't know when I went to Atlanta. I'm sorry, I just did not picture you as a motorcycle guy. Are you kidding me? No, I'm. Yeah, I am. But I. I, So, anyways, I did not mean I digress. It's just when you were talking, it just caught my attention. So I was like, oh my gosh, motorcycles! (laughs) I had no idea. So, anyways, I just to the point. um, I think I think it's valid and it's important for us to have a conversation about it. That's one of the things that we always set out to do on this. This is not our ministry. This is a podcast. This is kind of something fun for us who, like we have, we started long before the podcast of mm-hmm. us just getting together in conversations mm-hmm. and just critically thinking about current cultural situations, things mm-hmm. that are happening and wanting to really encourage people to think, mm-hmm. to think critically, mm-hmm. to kind of think with a, I don't know, with a healthy view and um, lead, lead to or what leads to, I think, healthy outcomes in our thought process and what we believe. And so, you know, we just felt like it was important to have a conversation just about what happened, how we're processing it, how we're feeling about it. 
Um, what do we think is going to happen? And what what's being said about all of this and its implications, even in our own lives? That's that's kind of what we're doing. So we're not pastors sitting at a table. We're we're Christ followers mm-hmm. who are Americans. Mm-hmm. This all affects all of us. Yep. If, you're, if you live in this country, mm-hmm. what happened on January 6th affects all of us. Mm-hmm. And we just thought, I mean, it's important for us to talk about it. And who acknowledged, I think, the difficult nature of uh, yeah. oh. politics right now in this country. Yeah, yeah. And how um, you have a lot of everyday people and people who would say that I'm a Christ follower who mm-hmm. don't know where to stand, mm-hmm. don't know where to, you know, uh, what what party to be a part of, what group to associate with, what to, what not to say, and how to process it. And there's... That's a real struggle, mm-hmm. I think, in this country. And honestly, we disagree about a lot of things. And I think um, that that whole concept of iron sharpens iron, you yeah. know, and that's our goal with each other is mm-hmm. to challenge each other's mindsets, mm-hmm. um, to say, hey, I, I see a little bit of a hypocritical thinking. And when you said this, mm-hmm. but then you meant that. Or I remember when you said this, when that, you know, so that's how we talk with each other. And yeah. so we might get a little... Uh, uh, we might say some things today that might step on your personal toes a little bit, and we're not doing it to hurt you. We're doing it to challenge you yeah. and to potentially open your eyes to another way of thinking that we're not saying is right 100%, yeah. uh, you know, but, but we're just opening the doors to how we process. Does yeah. that make sense? And hopefully, I don't know, to me the goal of any human that wants to grow is they would want that. Right. Yeah. Uh, I heard somebody say one time, I know it's a pretty famous quote, that those that get offended – uh, the most easily need to get offended more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really want to become a sharper thinker, then hopefully you listen to something. And if you disagree with it, instead of being offended, you think, man, that was an opportunity for me to learn mm-hmm. or to expand my mindset or even if nothing else, my empathy of, mm-hmm. oh, they think that way. And that's why. Yeah. yeah. I want to start off just by getting you guys raw reaction off of when you when the when the protests that happened last week escalated into mm-hmm. a riot, escalated into breaking into the Capitol building, mm-hmm. um, and we saw all sorts of things happen. We saw mm-hmm. uh, President-elect Joe Biden come out and, mm-hmm. and call so out the President of the United States to respond, and there's so many unprecedented things that were happening that day. Uh, what was your – just go – tell me – share your heart with me. Share your reactions with me and what was going through your mind. My first knee-jerk reaction was actually, man, what is this year? Oh, wait. <laughs> it's 2021. Right. Uh, honestly and then from there is so many different emotions uh there's shocked but not shocked which made me angry Mm -hmm. uh anger Mm -hmm. sadness Mm -hmm. uh the awe that this is a historic moment Mm -hmm. it's been what since 1814 1812 1812 uh that the capital has been breached Mm -hmm. and so then you're watching and then as we started watching we didn't realize whether this was live they started showing shots that have been shown before. Yeah, so then you're, you know, the reports are starting to come in. Wow, this is, this is a really, really big historic deal. This is ominous. This is heartbreaking. But then one by one is that you see the lives become lost. Uh, I, I think it's in that moment that it just Pandora's box opens in your mind of all the scenarios that could play out in the next, not just few hours, but few days and few weeks. Mm-hmm. What is this going to mean politically? What is this going to mean mm-hmm. um, just even in the heightened polarization of where everybody stands on everything? Yeah. Uh, what are people's reactions going to be like this? Is this going to be the tipping point uh, for mm-hmm. uh, the Republican Party? Is this going to be a tipping point? How's President Trump processing this? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Is the National Guard about to show up and shut the whole thing down? Mm-hmm. I think for me, it was just this wide range of emotions of sadness anger heartbreak shock but not shock 
Um, and then for this to be the last two weeks of this particular presidency, just it, it just is it's an exclamation point on the surrealness yeah. of the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and wherever side you fall on of just everything that's been happening. Mm-hmm. And, and just it, this was the tipping point of yeah. polarization, yeah. political tension, mm-hmm. rhetoric on both sides, uh, and just a really ominous, ominous day. Yeah, I, I remember sitting in my office and I actually pulled it up on the TV and then a few guys, you guys came and some other ones came and were watching it. It's, it was weird. It kind of almost reminded me of 9-11 where watching on the news something unfold, even though by the time I'd seen on the news, you know, the planes had hit the towers. But, you know, it just yeah. you're like glued to it, like what's coming out next. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know if I'll ever get the scene out of my mind mm-hmm. when they show the one uh, wide pan shot of the Capitol. Uh, and I don't know what side it was, where it's mm-hmm. just covered with people all mm-hmm. the way up and around. And I, I remember the, the picture of the people on the window washing things and they're climbing over stuff and i'm like what is happening like it's just mayhem Mm -hmm. um and i I felt a lot of similar i think it was more i was just more numb like shocked like i don't think i had processed kind of like how it makes me feel uh i felt like it was uh, it was like this is not the way we handle things in a democratic environment like that it was like i was felt embarrassed uh, oh yeah well i'll get there i i felt um Un- unbelievable that we're watching this. I remember having um, Zach, one of our pastors on staff, in there who's a bit younger, and just him kind of like, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like this in my life, you know? And I don't, I haven't either, but um, from coming, from being a little bit older than him and kind of just, I remember what it was like living in the 80s during the Cold War stuff with the Soviet Union. There was always a tension, even though we never had something like that, that you always just felt like something was about to happen. And, uh, this is weird once on your own soil and it's your own people and you know, your, your own Americans doing this. And, um, I, I think the biggest thing that I will remember that was seared into my mind that, um, was the, what you said, embarrassment was seeing, and, and, and my guess is it's more of a rally slash protest, which we have the freedom to do that under the first amendment. And, Yet when that turns into mob scene and people breaking in, people hiding and all of those, the, the imagery and what I can see in this, not amongst all these Trump banners and and Confederate flags and American flags are seeing these this big, massive banner that said Jesus 2020. And in that moment, I felt embarrassment as someone who is a Jesus follower that someone would attach his name to what was happening right there. Mm-hmm. And even if they weren't there, maybe, you know, because I, I, I personally feel that probably a lot of the people that were originally there are there for a protest, and then it turns into a mob scene, and there's people that kind of incite it, and then it goes crazy. And so even if people were showing up there because they think, you know, they're representing what they believe are some moral values or other things. But when, I mean, it was, there was one of them is like one of the largest banners that was there, I'm not even sure what that means, Jesus 2020. Like, he was running for office. I'm not even going to get into that politically. But just that image of his name attached to something that was violent, that was an insurrection, that was an embarrassment to uh, our country, that was against the law, breaking in uh, on that, that caused that. I, f- I felt ashamed. And, and, and again, I, I know it doesn't speak for everybody, but as someone who— 
who follows Jesus, that, mm-hmm. that is not something that I want to mark my, my, uh, my faith. And my so, so those were just kind of some of the emotions mm-hmm. I felt originally. How would someone who voted for Trump as a Christian feel about all this? Because you've heard the narrative of, you know, there's, there's a, a huge evangelical base that, that says that there's no other way well, to vote other than for President Trump. So how do you, where, where are you at right now if you're that person? I don't know because I haven't been on social media. So good news is I haven't had to see all of those people that, has, that, have, that, that have been pushing that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask hard questions today, boys. We're going to get into it. I don't, okay, look, but you can answer that. I just want to say and push back and say, I don't know that it's fair to just, I understand what you're saying, but that's where we dump everybody in one category uh, and say, you know what I mean? No, and I'm say, you vote for that. Specifically but. about the Christian <laughs> who voted for Trump. Well, how are you processing these days? Hmm. Not, should, I, I'm not really talking about right or wrong, I'm just talking about. I so mean, not how should they be processing, no. but how are they processing? Uh, sure. How are you processing? What are you, Russ, as a Christian who voted for Trump, <laughs> how are you processing? No, I'm just uh, kidding. We don't know who any of us voted for. Mm-hmm. But how, how do you process these times? What's going through your mind if, if that's you? Because, I mean, I would just. I, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you? What, I don't know how we can answer for someone. I think the only way we can speak to that, if we're okay, not going to speak for ourselves, can I? Oh, he takes his jacket. Yeah, I know. He's getting I know, hot real I quick. Um, I have so many thoughts, but I'll remain so probably annoyingly filtered. Uh, but I think, obviously, there are many people you cannot categorize a group of people. It's p- people who voted for Biden or for President Trump mm-hmm. do not fit into neat categories. Everybody has different reasons. So I'm going to take a few stabs. I think there might be people that voted for President Trump that um, have deep grievance with his rhetoric and his conduct, Mm -hmm. but voted for him out of policy, Mm -hmm. who might still say, hey, I I actually vehemently condemn this insurrection Mm -hmm. that happened at the Capitol. Uh, But because of my core convictions, even though I'm grieved, I don't know that I would take my vote back because of policy Mm -hmm. and because I I still stand firm. Uh, There might be some that would say, no, I did vote for him out of policy, but this was my breaking point, mm-hmm. which we've seen. Yeah. This was finally actually the breaking point for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've not been on social media, so I don't know anecdotally what that looks like, but we can just look at the GOP. We can look at yeah. cabinet members of his own that are already resigning. resigning. We can look at governors and senators and the letters they've sent. We can look at President Bush's House members. statement. House, House members. members. Um, I, I think so that's two categories. I think there's probably a third category of people who didn't just vote for him out of policy, but actually like who he is, uh, but they really disagree with what happened and may have mixed views. And then I think there's a fourth camp that would say, um, some might would categorize this as as a far right camp that would say, no, I, I actually understand and empathize and sympathize and maybe even agree with this, slash maybe even float around what most would consider debunked conspiracy theories of, well, this was Antifa anyways. So I think those are probably four camps. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think, um, and I do, that's why I was trying to say it's really hard to categorize and just put everybody in one of those. Cause mm-hmm. I do think that it's across the board and even some of the conversations I've had with just a few people, not many mm-hmm. um, on this, but have, you know, you, you can kind of hear it. And I agree with uh, those. I feel like that's a good, 
there's four probably responses and that maybe that's too simplistic but there's four basic camps that you could fall into probably on this um i think that your your question as a Republican as a Christian who voted for Trump is what you mm-hmm. asked someone who's a Christian who voted for Donald Trump okay in this past one um, I think just to add to that I guess my thoughts on it I think that you as a as a Christ follower, me as a Christ follower looking into this situation regardless of how I voted. Um, how did you I, vote, by the way? Well, yeah. So you said you were gonna. Yeah. What did I say I was gonna talk about in this <laughs> yeah, one? You guys, are, you guys are fun. Uh, but I, I think that when you you mentioned uh, the sense of um, how people said it was their their breaking point, um, I think that I think that there's there's probably a lot of Christians that that maybe said I've supported. I think there's a lot of people that supported Donald Trump from the evangelical mm-hmm. camp, as you kind of mm-hmm. indicated. Uh, and outside the evangelical evangelical camp as well, mm-hmm. but on a Christian base, that would say I was supporting it because he he and possibly his party represent moral values that I hold very dear, mm-hmm. and so regardless of the person, I'm voting for the policy, mm-hmm. and I understand that, and I don't know that we can fault that. I think there's different people in different places logically and how they're approaching the how they approach how they vote. Um, I think when you get to the I think when you get to the to the place of just how someone feels about voting, because I think that was a question you asked, I've, you voted for him, and then you see his potential inciting, among others, I don't know if you can say potential, but I'm just saying, okay, inciting of it, but we'll just say how, how liable are you for the things that you say, um, and that's, the, that's a big question that's happening right now. Um, well, and there's people, I think, that... Um, are are out there saying if you if you ever voted for Donald Trump, then you are guilty of sedition. Then you are right. guilty of inciting. But you should be ashamed of yourself. I don't want you in my life. There's, I mean, there's people like that. There are, and that's. But I feel like those. I feel like those people are the extremes. And mm-hmm. I feel like the problem in our country are the extremes. Extremes on the left. Extremes on the right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's the problem. Is I think what happened on January sixth was a, what I hope and believe is a very, very small percentage of extremists that instigated something mm-hmm. that the question, you know, and, and how does that reflect on someone who may have voted for him? And I think that's kind of the question that you're asking as a well, Christian. Like, and, has it, but how, do you, how would you um, put yourself in, in those shoes, okay? Put yourself whether or not, I, I don't really even know how either of you voted, uh, to be honest, but how would you, if you were someone who says, I want to be like Christ and I voted for Donald Trump maybe once, maybe twice, how do, how do I process the, these recent events in a way um, that, <laughs> that okay. would... Okay, you know, so I think, I think two things are really, really important uh, to think about, and I don't even know if this is what you're getting at, mm-hmm. but when you think about leadership, whether it's in another leader or your own life, I think two things that I would posit and I want to be careful, and I'm not, you can take with this whatever you want to do, apply it to however you want to apply it, party, leader, whatever, is that there, it, it, an interesting shift in, um, in, I believe, conservative politics is that in the past, one of the maybe uh, weapons or, or arguments from the Republican Party would be the leader, character of the leader matters most, and maybe policy second. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a shift mm-hmm. Uh, in conservative politics, and, and right or wrong, that well, it's not that that doesn't matter, but it's actually 
the argument's policy first, character. character second. Look, they're not a pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a leader yeah. of a country. I think two things that are worth bringing to the forefront when it comes I've to heard, any— I've also heard that to, to go with that, it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's the one thing about Donald Trump is that he's not a politician. So he's yeah. going to go in as a business leader. And it's almost like carte blanche yeah. to be able to go, well, he can act however he yeah. wants to act because he's trying to drain the cesspool. Right. But either Washington, way, and you know what I mean? Either so way, when you're in a pass, when you're I in guess. a role, um, your leadership is what dictates the, and the world that's in you is what creates the world around you. Mm-hmm. Right. Your words, your conduct, your behavior. And so I think when it comes to look, look at this, look at the three biggest hot button topics of this year. This you, year or last year? Of this past year, of okay. the last 12 months, <laughs> would be you have the, the issue of racism, police brutality, social justice. Mm-hmm. You have this pandemic, the virus. Mm-hmm. And then you have the political polarization, rhetoric, everything of the insurrection that happened a week ago from today. Those three things that have formed and shaped our world more than anything else are not policy issues. Those are leadership issues. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you feel like President Trump or the left handled them well, good, bad, indifferent, that's up for debate, process, dialogue. But there's I've, probably been, been leaders on both sides of the aisle that have handled the situation in their context well and poorly. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Each of those that you just outlined. Yes, each of those. In each of those situations, leadership uh, from the top and then leadership in both parties. Mm-hmm. And when I say leadership, I don't just mean – when I think of when I think of you, this isn't brown nosing, mm-hmm. but when we hit, oh gosh, <laughs> but you know that I like no, I love to kiss up. You, you want to hear this? Let him talk. Yeah, I, I just think you're so wonderful, and I think, <laughs> but Give me I mean, when 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 I think of um, when, when when I think of when we as a staff hit uncertain times, didn't know when the heck we we're going to meet again. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we all going to lose our jobs? Like whatever. And you, the leadership posture you took was one of I'm going to be really really honest about what we know and don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be really really clear. And I'm going to be really intentional about my tone. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's very important to think about in both sides, in both parties, and with every leader that we follow, with the leaders we choose to become, with, when we're thinking about, for me, as a follower of Jesus, how do I lead like Jesus? I want to be thinking, how does my leadership and my tone and my conduct set the example? Um, because really, uh, even in my role, uh, the leader and the person that I am is more important than the policies or rules or programs that I create. So people I would say over systems. That's what we say. Right. People over systems. So I, I would say in policies and leadership, both matter. Mm-hmm. So that, that, I think that's the mm-hmm. first thing I would throw out there is that leadership, you don't lead primarily through policy, you lead primarily through who you are. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing, I think no matter where you stand on this issue, no matter what you think is the cause and effect, because the truth is we could play the blame game. Mm-hmm. Uh, all day long. There's not one singular person. There's things that directly incited mm-hmm. and fomented violence against the Capitol and against our most sacred democratic institutions last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. However, there's not one person or one party that you can say they get all of the blame. Yep. And so the thing yeah. that we have to ask, even apart from leadership, but that's part of leadership, is the impact of my words. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone can walk away from this event and can walk away from this past year in the last few years and still not be convinced that words don't matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That what it says in Proverbs isn't an exaggeration. The power of life and death is in the tongue. tongue. Mm -hmm. 
when I was a student pastor, I used to preach all my message, most of my messages, if I had to pick a topic that most of them were about, were about the tongue. And I would do this cheesy thing. I'd say, what do you think is the most powerful weapon in the world? And they'd throw out in, in nuclear bombs and atomic bombs, hydrogen bombs, whatever. And then I'd have them hold their tongue. And I'd just tell them while they're making stupid noises, you are holding the most powerful and dangerous weapon in the universe. Mm-hmm. And I think for all of us, whether we're assessing and hopefully, like we talk about the filters, mm-hmm. one of the things about being off social media, hopefully whatever you're doing right now, you're taking the time to maybe peel back some of your usual filters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, the filter of whatever party you would attach yourself to, the filter of whatever bubble you would be in, the filter of whatever you would usually think, and especially if you're a Jesus follower, I think what you're asking is the greatest question is how is Thank it? Thank you. It really is. Such and a you're great awesome question. too. Um, Pastor Tim, I love you more. That's such a great question. I love you more. I, I know you I do. I think you're a great leader. I think you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you more about that later. Wait, you, okay, okay, let's, um, <laughs> but those would, be, those would be my two things. I, I love I, what I, you I said say. about the power of words. Mm-hmm. And I think because that was one of the big questions that came out of this whole thing was I remember watching the media. And um, again, the media is there is uh there's no unbiased to to how the media approaches anything but you know the primary message coming out of it was donald trump incites the riots with what he said mm-hmm. and so i had to kind of go back and actually listen to what were the words that he said did he, you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's all you know and that's the big question i think right now that's over impeachment over can he can he face criminal charges you know, when he's out of office, can he face criminal charges for the things that he said? I don't know if it's just on that day at his own rally or even going further back. So we've talked about if you're a conservative or Republican, and but you're a Christ follower first, and you want to process this in a way that resembles, <laughs> you know, the heart of somebody who follows Jesus. Mm-hmm. What about if you're a Democrat? Mm-hmm. What if, you know, because let me just throw out some things that I've heard and some things that I hear on the news. Um, you know, uh, I told you this would happen. None of us should be surprised that this happened. Um, shame on anybody who took place in, in mm-hmm. electing this man. Um, those, those are some of the more extreme things people have said. So yeah. how do you, as a Democrat, you're a Christ follower, um, how do you you know, process this in a healthy way? I think a few things. I think, how do you respond? I think, number one, you should never take pleasure in anyone's downfall. You should always hope for people to succeed. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Christ yep. follower, um, I think I told you the other day, I felt convicted that I've not prayed for my president more. Mm. Like right, right now, President Trump is my president. Yep. And as a follower of Jesus, I'm called to pray for him. I can civically disagree with actions and respectfully communicate those. Um, whether I am a Republican or a Democrat, whoever's in office. Or libertarian. Or libertarian. I mean... I thought you were, I thought you were <laughs> going to tell them what I am. I just, I'm just, just throwing it I out just there. Um, tea Party, uh, whatever. Yeah, I'm a Tea Party libertarian socialist. Um, t- that wow. is a joke wow. for anyone listening. Wow. Um, but I, think, I am not those things. I just will <laughs> you're say just that. a socialist. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think number one is if, if there's any part in you that relishes, if there's any part in me that relishes a downfall of a leader, that that's a heart check moment. Because you should not yes, want any agreed. human being to fail. I and, want and President for, for, Biden to succeed. Yeah, and for any for leader to fail so. means Americans fail. So yeah. not only because they're a human being, but for the sake of our country, you shouldn't want them to fail. Mm-hmm. I think number two, uh, 
in every moment when anyone fails, you got to remember, uh, one of my favorite verses is um, mercy triumphs over judgment mm-hmm. and God will show mercy to those who are merciful. Mm-hmm. So when anyone fails, whether it's in a political arena or a spiritual arena, I always think what kind of grace would I want shown to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to whitewash. Sure. Um, I'm not trying at all to whitewash big mistakes of whatever you're grieved on on both mm-hmm. sides. But I, I do think in every arena in life and in every filtering in life, humility is a great salt mm-hmm. uh, for every meal mm-hmm. um, that, that, that helps you process in a healthy way. I think the third thing you should remember is um, I, I actually I was talking to somebody the other day that leans more liberal. And what was interesting was his great concern and fear from this was actually the rupturing and the downfall of the Republican Party. And it was a really interesting perspective. He said, my fear is, he said, even as someone who would associate and acknowledge myself as more liberal, he said, any honest person knows that a liberal party needs a viable opposition mm-hmm. and they need a viable and a viable Republican Party. I mean, I think all of us would probably argue that a third party would also be awesome. Yeah. But no matter what side you're on, you should hope for the iron sharpens iron's sake for nothing else or for checks and balances. Mm-hmm. We need both of them to be viable parties. Yeah. We need that. So that's those are two or three immediate thoughts. Mm-hmm. About you. Um, uh, well, you, you, you said a lot there that I think is um, that is I would agree with. I think if I'm a Democrat and I'm looking at this situation – um, I think one of the things that's just missing from both parties, so I'll just say this, is a lack of empathy for a different political view and a different side and the person mm-hmm. on the other side. And that's kind of what – I feel like that's what gets lost a little bit. So if you're a Christ follower and you would say you lean more left or you're a Democrat and that's how you vote, and, and you could vote that way because there are certain issues that you feel like that are more important that that picks up than the right or the conservative does. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one of the things that – would be important if you're a Christ follower is to say, I see the person mm-hmm. more than I see the political side mm-hmm. or I see, you know, that. And so that would lead me to what you just kind of said, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? To the same kind of conclusion, which mm-hmm. is I need to care about that person and I need to care about, I, I would, hopefully you would care about the whole state of our mm-hmm. country. One of the things mm-hmm. to me would be the most heartbreaking thing from it is to look at it and go, I, I just, one of the things I just felt like was our, our country is is disseminating further and further away mm-hmm. from each other and into mm-hmm. a world of division, mm-hmm. and we're getting further away, not closer to each other. Yeah. Um, and so, are you so worried about I, the future of Christianity? No, but I do think that these kind of moments are actually uh, they actually work. And what I what I hope that is happening is that it's separating. If anything, I would hope there becomes more of a separation of Christianity and and politics. So you're and, saying that you don't think that the installation of Joe Biden as president mm-hmm. is going to uh, 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 ruin the Christian faith or freedom to express worship in this country? I don't think it will. I mean, I, I, can, be, I can be wrong. I know, but, well, but a lot of people, I, would, I don't think that it's going to. Um, I even think, if it did, that wouldn't hurt Christianity. It's not going to hurt Christianity. That's what I said. Look at China. Look at the, where for years underground church has just grown and multiplied faster than any other movement 
of Christianity around the world. And so to me, when you say Christianity, no, I'm, I'm not. Okay, now if I were to put on the hat as a pastor who's trying to manage a church, who's trying to do this, yeah, there's crazy implications with, you know, what could happen in there. But that's why I just have to keep going back to reminding myself that my hope and my trust is not in the government. It's not in this. It's in Jesus and the fact that he said in Matthew 16, I'll build my church and nothing's going to really stop this. And it's been 2,000 years and we've gone through every imagine and around the globe of insurrection and political unrest and pandemics mm-hmm. and whatever. And the church is still here yes. and it's not going anywhere. So no. when you say, or I say at least Christianity, no. But what I hope is happening through this political mess that's going on is I hope there becomes more of a separation. Now, I understand that many conservatives, Christians, they're, they're, we're, you're, you, you vote in representatives that you hope represent the values that you carry. That's mm-hmm. the same thing with liberals and the left side are Democrats, right? That's what you do in a, in a, in a republic that we have. So yeah. I, I, I understand that. What I don't like, and maybe this is kind of where you're going, is I don't like the attachment to candidates and political parties that they are our savior or that somehow that this is the— because I do feel like one of the challenges has been is that people on political sides with with values, moral values, that I, I wonder if it even people feel like they can justify the uh, violence of January 6th and the mob because they say, well, I'm standing up for moral things in this country and we're losing our moral ground. So if we don't fight and break the law, if we don't break the law, and then we're going to lose people. Yeah, and participate, then we're going to lose our moral standing. It's like, okay, wait a minute. That, since, when did moral, since when did morality come through legislature? Yeah. Since when did revival come through legislature? Legislature matters. Having laws matter. Absolutely. But I think what you're saying well, in the is— the Old Testament it did, but we, we won't go there. Well, no, no. <laughs> Standards always matter. So, um, but— uh, Well, I just meant morality come through legislation. That happened in the Old Testament with the— Ten but, Commandments. But, but with the desire to always write it on their hearts. Yes. No, I, I'm right. just making a joke. <laughs> so, no, that was so, a biblical but, but joke. I, but I agree you. with you because I think, like, um, it would be dishonest to say, oh, I wouldn't care if our religious freedoms, I mean, our livelihood, yeah. our careers, our job, what we enjoy in our religious freedom freedoms. Freedom of worship. You don't want to take that for granted. No. However, I think it's so important that we don't mix up our, I, I think sometimes what we call our, con- our, our life convictions are really just life conveniences. And when you look at the New Testament, it actually wasn't until persecution came that the gospel exploded. Yeah. Right. And, and the gospel is not chained to, to whether or not someone in Washington puts a law there. Right. Yeah. Laws matter. The godly law should be in place. I don't want murder to be illegal. But my, and, and I think, and this hopefully is a place to you grow. You don't want murder to be legal. You don't. You said you don't, you don't want, want murder <laughs> to be legal. <laughs> Is that a Freudian that. slip? And you said illegal <laughs> yeah. instead of illegal. So, illegal. It's illegal. No, it's illegal. But yeah. let's clarify. I, but you don't want murder to be legal. You don't want right to be legal. Yes. You don't want chaos to abound. Right. I don't there's want a chaos. Why God Laws created. matter. But what's, what's well, there's a higher principle to right. it. Like when God gave a single rule in the garden. Yeah, but but yes. You know what I mean? Okay. When Peter and John were arrested. What they didn't do was go try to find a lawyer and say, this is so unfair. You know that, that new Roman emperor, Caligula? 
who is um, who's very immoral. Um, we need to try to come together and find a way so that we can bring a lawsuit. And I know times are changed. I know yeah. it's the beauty of living in this country, and I'm not minimizing any of that. But they knew what Paul said is that a true spiritual fight is not a fight of flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a spiritual fight. Yeah. So I believe— You know what they actually said when they were beaten in Acts chapter 4? Well, they went to a prayer it, meeting. Well, well, but they were beaten— and then they were released, mm-hmm. and they said, you can look this up in Acts 4, they said um, they, they could, it was almost in a grateful way. They, were, they, they thought, I can't believe that we were considered worthy right. of the right. suffering right. in Jesus' name. Right. Like it was total opposite. It was, yes. it was that they were like, they celebrated the fact that yes. they were considered worthy to suffer the way Jesus They didn't see themselves as victims see- of a government. They saw themselves as victors because of who they were in their faith. And I just think it's important to put an exclamation point on that. This yeah. is not, I think all of us have a place to thrive and flourish with God's individual unique callings and giftings. There's a place for doing that in politics. Thank God for those mm-hmm. that um, are have integrity and courage and that right. want to, to do that in the field of politics or in the field of law enforcement, or the field in teaching. Every field needs people in their own right. But I think, I think we're, and I'm, this, I guess I mean this is part of empathy, but also challenge. Part of, I think, the deep fear and like despair that comes in is if I make the mistake of attaching my faith to a political party. Right. Yeah. When the faith has never depended on a government that imposes and puts a seal of approval on right. me. It, it, it spreads not through legislation, but through the Spirit of God and the, and the power of the gospel. And ironically, I'm not saying I want this, but ironically, historically, the gospel has spread furthest in the place with the deepest persecution. Yeah. Because there comes a complacency and this weird... What in my mind is an unhealthy, quasi-religious, political marriage subculture yeah, yes. that actually becomes more toxic than anything that opposes it. Yes. Agree. Well, I mean, I think I agree with so much of what you guys are saying, um, and I have nothing to add. <laughs> just, yeah, sorry. I, what I, do I, you I, think? I just, <laughs> you guys are, no, I, I would say, yeah, totally on board with everything you guys are saying. Um, I think that as a Christian, there should be some things that that you. Um, are aware of that people are saying uh, that people would would say a Christian can only believe this Hmm. or um, a vote for somebody else is a vote to kill babies or Mm, yeah um, uh, if I've heard this one if if you voted for you how can you say you're a Christian and vote Democrat right I've heard that from somebody from many people I've heard it. it actually is something that's just thrown out mm-hmm. and it's just kind of you know people just whip it out yeah and just uh people will just whip out oh, oh oh yeah obama was the antichrist yeah you know that's a casual mm-hmm. phrase and my whatever you um i would say you need to develop a, <laughs> a list of things that you hear as a christian between your time but your time with you in the spirit of god to go um, God, what should, when I hear something, what is it that I need to be uh, aware of? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I think there was a there's a pastor, Beth Moore, who not related. She's not a pastor. To, uh, She's a Bible teacher. Bible teacher. Sorry, well, that's not related to me, not related but to related to, to Russ. At the table. <laughs> um, but this was on December 13th. Why this didn't tweet, we call this podcast something in like Illich and Moore? Okay, go ahead. This, <laughs> sorry, this tweet. 
um, <laughs> this tweet made it around the you know our sphere right mm-hmm. away. Yeah, it was very uh, bold for her to say this in her context. She tweeted on December thirteenth, twenty twenty. She said, "I do not believe that these are the days for mincing words. I'm sixty three and a half years old." And I've never seen anything in these United States of America I found more astonishingly seductive and dangerous to the saints of God than Trumpism. This Christian nationalism is not of God. Move back from it. She goes on to say, fellow leaders, we will be held responsible for remaining passive in this day of seduction to save our own skin. While the saints have been entrusted to serve are being seduced, manipulated, used, all caps, and stirred up into a lather of zeal devoid of the Holy Spirit for political gain. She goes on to say, And God help us, we don't turn from Trumpism to Bidenism, and we do not worship flesh and blood. We do not place our faith in mortals. We are the church of the living God. We can't sanctify idolatry by labeling a leader our Cyrus. We need no Cyrus. We have a king. His name's Jesus. And I don't know that any of us could have imagined the, um, that that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that banner you described, Jesus Jesus 2020, 2020. Mm -hmm. in a, you know, billboard size on the front of the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if you're a Christian, you really have to be aware of the people who uh, tell you how a Christian should think. Um, it, if if you're not first considering your own personal relationship with God, asking Him for wisdom, asking mm-hmm. Him for clarity, do you think she's telling Christians how they should think? Um, I think it is a firm warning that I um, mm-hmm. I that I think Christians should consider mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. yeah, if you're a Christian, I think you should consider. I agree. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a, I I actually did a message kind of like just as the whole political thing kind of was going on. And, it, and I even came out and said, this is not a political message. This is about our response as a Christ follower to what, to this moment mm-hmm. at, in, in our country. And, you know, one of the things that you can find 2000 years ago was a, a level of mixing religion with nationalism. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul spoke about that, you know, and, and I think it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I think anytime we mix our, our, our religion, our faith with a sense of nationalism, and I understand it because I think in this country, of all places, mm-hmm. the thing I had always heard growing up was this is a Christian nation. I would say it's not, at least today. I don't think it's going to classify as that. Um, and not because I don't want it to be. I'm just saying, like, I, it's hard for me to look at our country and go, this is a Christian nation. Okay. I just don't feel like that's represented necessarily that was founded on Christian principles. Well, it was, you know, which really what they were trying to say is that our forefathers through what they believed as some were Christian people, men who, who wrote mm-hmm. our constitution and other things. So that they're kind of founded on it. I mean, obviously we have, there's elements of belief in God written within our documents. Right. The Christians who um, say that, that are the, the people in the name of Christianity mm-hmm. are, Posing an insurrection to supersede what that constitution says, right? What those guys who right you know, and inserted and I, and I just morals I, into it just like, yeah, and it the, seems like Christianity. that's the hypocrisy. I, I don't know that if I think y- you need to have your eyes open to yeah, you know, you can't say that you're for insurrection because it's the only way to uphold your values when they literally it is breaking the very law that you claim to be upholding. Mm-hmm. I would say like and and. I'm with you. That was one of the very first tweets I thought of 
when I saw what happened mm-hmm. at the Capitol. And I would, I would be so bold to say, if you are, if you have sunk into or are sinking into a unhealthy form, I don't know if there's a healthy form, of Christian nationalism. Doesn't yeah. mean you can't be, there's a difference between patriotism yeah. and nationalism. To where you're mixing the two mm-hmm. and, and justifying anything that happened in the Capitol, you've gotten so busy building a kingdom on earth in yeah. the name of God that you're no longer building the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my, my, my biggest concern in all this, I have a lot of concerns when it comes to our political, uh, 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 the, the way we're talking to each other, the political conversation. I have a lot of concerns. And and I'm history buff, man. I'm I'm. You should see. I'm off social media, but I'm watching all these YouTube videos of all these old um, uh, interviews, sixty minutes, and meet the press. I'm talking back to two thousand when we're going through the vote counts of Florida and all that. Um, it, so many things that I'm trying to. How did this happen? Is the question I'm asking myself. How did we get here? Because surely that there's not one man that could have led an entire nation sure. to this point of division. Mm-hmm. And this has been right. years and years and years of unhealthy, mm-hmm. unproductive political discourse. Mm-hmm. Years, decades even. And um, my biggest concern through it all as someone who follows Jesus is, um, is I don't even know if I want to say it, but I'm going to just Christians that are so concerned about the future of Christianity in the hands of another party that they would rather choose to worship a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that they would choose to worship and uh, deify everything that Donald Trump does. And I think that um, I'm, I'm really concerned about that. I'm mm-hmm. concerned about that in the church, mm-hmm. you know, in the Christian faith. Yeah, there's a, um, there's a cult of personality um, surrounding him. Mm-hmm. that depending on how you view him um, is unprecedented he made the statement one time that he could kill someone on Manhattan and there would be leaders that would still support him mm-hmm. Fifth Avenue but you're right yeah, yeah. and <laughs> say what Fifth Avenue Fifth, Fifth, Avenue. Avenue. Fifth, Fifth Avenue. Avenue and uh, he's right I think one of the interesting things yeah, oh, go or no I, I didn't know you're done I, I think one of the the big um concepts that's kind of spun out of this for me as I've watched um, over the last week everybody really bringing up these you know should he be liable for his words Um, I listened to his specific words that he said at his speech when he was like we should march down to Capitol Hill Um, we need to show strength you know that were kind of some people would say, you know, hey, those were his words or those were the things that incited people to go. That means that we got to go break in and we got to stop this because what's happening right now mm-hmm. is, is uh, you know, the election has been stolen. Again, this, this, I don't think this was just a one thing at this rally. I think this was months of kind of like what he has said, you know, and has incited people to uh, this kind of response at the end of the day. The real question that I, I began to process and think is where does this fall in somebody or anybody being responsible for their words? Because mm-hmm. I found that's an interesting question, even legally as well as morally. And I think those are two separate things, legally and morally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in the days and weeks to come. As you yeah, know, some are sitting there going, we want to bring criminal. T-. I mean, I saw that the day of mm-hmm. people and lawyers, federal lawyers going, mm-hmm. we want to bring criminal charges against them for things that he said. Um, but they're not his physical actions, but things he said. I, I will say that m- my great disappointment as it went on by 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon was like 
you were just at a rally. You're like, come out and condemn people breaking in yeah. to a federal building during something that's going on. Come out. And he never really did. Then he released a video. And this is where it's, I think, caused the, the, the dissension amongst even his own staff. I mean, there's been several of his staff that went ahead and resigned. There's been, I think, three cabinet members at this point that have resigned. Or, I mean, many of them were going to be out anyways, but they're resigning because they're like, I do not want to be identified with this. And I appreciated that uh, Vice President Pence came out very strong. And I appreciated what Joe Biden said mm-hmm. on his speech. I thought it was a great, you know, in that. Yeah. And, and then I just, it just kind of like, uh, it just kind of brought into focus that what, what I do not appreciate about what President Trump has done, even when he released that video where it was, again, we're all the victims. It was stolen from us. But, hey, you know, go home. And it just, it wasn't real strong. But then it, it but. We love what, you and your special people. Yeah, and what keeps coming out is that I keep wondering, it's like, how much do our words, how much weight do they carry? How much should we be responsible for? And I think that's more even what I was referencing when I'm looking back at all these interviews and, and all these things is uh, when I watch, you know, I, I'm some, one of those people that will flip through the different news channels, you know, mm-hmm. on a night like last Wednesday. I'm watching NBC, CNN, yep. Fox News, all these things. I'm watching everything. I'm, not, I'm just yeah. on a carousel. Mm-hmm. Once one goes to commercial break, I'm on to the next mm-hmm. one. And uh, can't help but to agree with every word you're saying is that um, I – I looked at those events this past Wednesday going, wow, we all in this country have to take more responsibility for how we talk to one another, Mm -hmm. to how we disagree, to how we're teaching our children to engage in this kind of dialogue, Mm -hmm. um, because this is what it leads to. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what it Mm -hmm. makes possible, Mm -hmm. is this kind of dissension, Mm -hmm. this kind of violence, this kind of, you know, I mean, lives lost. I mean, just Mm -hmm. horrendous. And so... Um, I just totally agree about um, I think you should feel a personal responsibility yeah. to 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 talk to each other better, whether yeah. you're a Democrat, whether you're Republican, whether you don't associate yeah. with either one. If you are especially a Christ follower, mm-hmm. then you have to go, wow, I has my tongue been divisive? Have mm-hmm. I contributed to tearing people apart? Have mm-hmm. I contributed to name calling? Have mm-hmm. I contributed to tearing people down? Mm-hmm. Have I contributed to uh, anything like that? The, the destruction? Have I mm-hmm. contributed to hypocrisy? Have I uh, have have I spoke too soon? Have I spoke too mm-hmm. quick? I think you should consider all well, those things because because mm-hmm. um, we all have we, we all bear some responsibility. Absolutely. Well, could, I I think about when you say those. I think about the words of Jesus. Right. If you're gonna if you're going to put Jesus' name out of this rally where this is going on, right? Well, let's talk about what Jesus said. Jesus said, out of the mouth flows what's in the heart. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, I think we, we, have to, we have to look at our leaders, other people, and ourselves mm-hmm. in the mirror and say, if, like you said, if I'm, if I'm out there and I am tearing down people because they would vote differently or they think differently, if I'm like, what's... What I tell you what has been a blessing at being, like we've said earlier, being on a social media fast is just knowing how divisive, how angry, how ugly social media has become. And I think there needs to be all of us, okay? How do, how do me, just a lowly, 
you know, pastor who lives in Columbus, Ohio, processes. Just a humble pastor. Just like, how a do, lowly worm. Just I'm just a lowly, lowly worm. How just do a, I process this for me personally? Enthusiast. I'm right. not a motorcycle enthusiast. Okay. Just how do I process this lover. as an individual that really has Sorry. no bearing on what happens in, in Washington, D.C., other than I can cast a vote? You know what I mean? For different things. And that's it. But you do because you contribute yeah. to the conversation. Okay, yeah. that's fine. But I'm just saying for me personally, as I look in the mirror, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is how do mm-hmm. I address this thing and bring to myself and look at it and I have to kind of say if I want to be a part of bringing peace blessed are the peacemakers if I want to be someone of that then I have got to like you said you got to check what's in your heart by what's coming out of your mouth that's Mm -hmm. that is your gut check is really your mouth check it's what comes out and it's what posted on social media and it's like the I think I I've kind of come to a point you call me old I've come to a point where I just do not think that the benefits of social media outweigh the negatives. Well, I just, you know, I know you'll disagree because you're younger, but I I have come to the point over the last year or two years to go. I don't think they actually do. I think they, they cause more damage. Um, and, and yet at the same time, I understand people will go, well, I can't trust the media. So now where am I supposed to get my source? Irregardless. And that is a word, by the way, in the dictionary now, irregardless of that, what I would say is that to, to get on people's, Facebook posts who express opinions one way or the other. I don't care if, if it is disparaging. I don't care if it is against your political candidate or your side. To get on there and to spew hate and to, to like, I just, I just don't feel like it aligns with Jesus. And yet yeah. that's what we've seen represented by Christians a lot over this year. And, and it, it bothers the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a tweet that I thought, wow, this, this, is, this is the problem with social media. And it was the pastor who ran and won his Senate seat in Georgia, Raphael Warnock. And he put a tweet out there. I think I sent it around to our pastor text. He said, I'm a pro-choice pastor. And that was his tweet. Yeah. And I'm like, like, what do you, as a Christian, okay, we don't have the option to oversimplify our words into 140 characters or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that we, we, we understand the power that's in them and, and how we cheapen the message of Jesus through all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't – you can't – as a Christian, you, you can't care more about sound bites than you do uh, the souls of the people around you and the yep. souls yeah. of, a, of your community. Yep. You know, um, and I would say this too. I think a lot of people um, really have embraced hating those who made the decision to go and do what they did at the Capitol and have really said, I, I, I'm just, I can't believe they would do that. I hate anybody that would do that. And I would caution anybody to, you can be completely discouraged and, and totally upset and think that they should receive the full extent of the law, but to, uh, to not... I would warn people not check your soul, and I'd say make sure you totally believe and understand that you don't think anybody's outside of the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that Jesus can't go and still touch people who are caught yeah. up in, in well, a mindset or an ideology. If you're worried about the future of Christianity, I, I think a couple things. What's happening now really matters. This conversation is so important. How we process this is vital, but. Keep in mind, Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. And that um, Jesus is going to build his church. And what's happening politically in 2021 in America is not going to prevent, if you believe what Mm -hmm. Scripture teaches and you're a follower of Jesus, our faith has got to rest at a higher source. Mm -hmm. And our trust has got to be in a higher rock than what's happening in Washington. Mm -hmm. It matters. 
but let's compare it to eternity against that yeah. backdrop. And then second off, if your deep concern, because I think we got a heart check, yeah. is not, man, poli- is the country and the world I know changing from what I feel? Because that's a real concern. Yeah. We don't ever want to minimize that. Mm-hmm. But let's just be honest with ourselves about what our real concern is. Because mm-hmm. if your real concern is, man, I'm worried about the gospel, good news. Jesus said, this is how the world will know you belong to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the way you vote. Not the way you stand on. Yeah. He said, this is how you'll know. The way you love one another. Yep. So if your biggest concern is, man, this, I just feel like with everything, the way it's going, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Good news. The number one thing that matters right now is not what political party you are attaching yourself to, but how you're loving people. And I think one, just to kind of bring it home, is like a maybe a self-challenge for us. Jesus said this. He said, um, he talked about the way you love and treat the least of these. Mm-hmm. You do it unto me. And I, I heard a pastor kind of extrapolate from this verse one time. A lot of times when we hear that verse, what you do the least of these, we interpret that as the really poor, mm-hmm. the impoverished, the outcast. But if you look at the actual context of that verse, the translation means what you do to people that you tend to overlook yeah, and not yeah. see as human. Yeah. So for me, mm-hmm. the least of these may not be the poor person on the side of the road. It may be that celebrity that I make fun of and I dehumanize and mm-hmm. I use them as a punching bag to make jokes about. Yeah. And I come to the, wait, hold on a second. Um, for, for some people, maybe Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. I make jokes, some people, they may make jokes or that's their punching bag to, but wait, she's a human being. Mm-hmm. Right. The, there's something that happens in my soul the moment I remember, oh, wait, she's got Imago Day, the image of God stamped on her. God made her. God mm-hmm. died for her. Mm-hmm. And so for some of us, it may be, what does it look like to see the opposing political party that you tend to just pour all your venom on? Mm-hmm. What if you looked at President Trump or Nancy Pelosi with the understanding they're a human being made yes. in the image of God? And maybe, the, and maybe I need to soften my own heart. Maybe I just need to take a month to take the political leader that I have the most frustration towards and pray for them and their yes. families every That's day. That's a challenge. That's mm, good. That's I good. like that. Good. What, do you think that, I'm curious, do you think that anything will come of people trying to um, attach uh, a legal accusation against President Trump for things that he has said that may have led to the events? Oh, you know, how am I supposed to know that? And I think that I, I don't, the thing that's one thing that we all have to admit is that we don't know as much as we think we know. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a whole, mm-hmm. you know, FBI investigation, Department of Justice thing that, you know, the rumors are that it's worse than anybody could have ever imagined, you know, and that not just public, with him, though, but we were talking about with other the organizations, the, it's things, but, but obviously yeah. it's connected to him. Yes, obviously, you know, because but he hasn't denounced it. Really, I don't know that they you know? got the connection yet. But my evidence, point but, is, is that, um, we don't know, and that's my um, as a as a person living in the country, as an American, I'd say that's my biggest concern. Is like, wow, this is this is just seems seems damning, you know, mm-hmm. in every sense of the way. And we've seen so many things over the past year that you never thought you'd ever see. Yeah. That the thought of having a president, you know, convicted of anything or. Um, it doesn't seem far-fetched. You well, know, you know, the, what the, seems far-fetched yeah, anymore? You know, the, the, the one thing that's being said is that, well, he'll just pardon himself. I, I don't think that's going to hold yeah, up I in a court know. of law. Because I, I don't think anybody's above the court, the law. I so, think, but to have all that I would power. also say that uh, it's, it's hard to say 
that you are the most patriotic American and despise the constitutional process that's yeah. about to go down mm-hmm. with all this. Because here we are about to test the strength and merit of that document yeah. you know, and of the separation of powers which is why that's so important yep, is that somebody who would say, well, Trump's the biggest narcissist ever. Well, if that's the case, then our Constitution was, in a way, built to protect against that yep, kingdoms. Yep. And so uh, if you are somebody who you're just like, I'm so patriotic and I just love America, that's why I'm concerned. Well, if you love America, then here we go, because mm-hmm. this is why uh, we have the Constitution and let's see it. Let's see it work. And so I don't know. I think this conversation was fruitful. Uh, and I appreciate your guys' perspective a lot. And I really mm-hmm. personally appreciate um, having uh, the freedom to dialogue with you guys off this microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I hope people understand that we do a lot of talking before we even get here. Because yeah. we want to make sure that, um, you know, we, we just, uh, I think out of love for one another, want to make sure that, that we're not saying anything that would alienate anybody. Because we know that these are hard times. These are really yeah. difficult times as a Christian, as an American to really process. So, um, find those people Mm -hmm. that you can have real dialogue with, Mm -hmm. you know, within the church, within your Mm -hmm. church community, within your context that you can go, Hey, you can have a real honest conversation. And I think one of the things we wanted to create with that was even just regardless of where you fall politically was, and I think that's mostly where, where we wanted to come from is that it's not a political referendum on what was going on but more it is a moral or from the perspective as a christ follower what's my take on all the events that are happening right Mm -hmm. now and um i you know again some people may not like what beth moore tweeted but i actually appreciate it because Mm -hmm. i don't i want my allegiance to be to jesus not to any political party or side why because we've said this before that if you think your political party is going to save you just wait long enough it'll change you go back in history and you're going to find that things that you thought one was on one side one's on the other side they have swapped in the last 30 years um and we could list several of those things right now and so i i just think it's really important and i think it's hard because you get into a year like we've had we had 2020 and it just seemed like it brought everything to a boiling point when we got to the political uh, you know mm-hmm. actual election mm-hmm. and it, it just kind of threw people into or it exposed mm-hmm. where people are when it comes to policies political views and where they are and it's like it's okay to have political views we want to say that we want to say it's like the one thing we're not doing is we're not sitting here telling you what you should believe what political party you and who you should vote for I, I don't care about that what i care about more than anything especially as a christ follower who does sit in a position of influence i'm not in a position like donald trump and i sit so i want to one of the reasons why we have conversations because i want to be careful that my tone and that the words that i use do not um i, w- I want to challenge at times but i i don't i want to do it in love and i want to do it in a way where it's like if you would disagree with me or something i say that's fine i'm still going to love you and and, and you matter more than our disagreement. Yeah. Right? And so it's okay. And I just feel like that's why we need to have more conversations like mm-hmm. this is because we digress to this, this base level of humanity where we cannot even dialogue yeah. and we can't disagree anymore without hating people, without spewing hate and venom out of our mouths. And, and I don't know what will come of, of Donald Trump and the, you know, him being responsible for words that he might have said. We're not talking about actions that they're investigating right now, but the words – and all I know is that words do matter. And I saw this list uh, just because I, I was thinking about this, about words that matter. 
and I, I went through and I saw this list that just kind of grieved my heart. And it was a list of the names, and it wasn't all of them, but names of people for like the last 20 or 30 years of young people that committed suicide because of bullying. Mm-hmm. Words. Nobody physically did anything to them, mm-hmm. this, but the power of the words. And we're talking about nine-year-olds. Mm-hmm. We're t- and these were names of people, kids, 9, 11, 12-year-olds, boys and girls, that just took their life because they could not, because of the power of words. What you said, the power of life and death is in the tongue. And I just think we, we then need to take ownership of our own words. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump will be responsible for his own words. Listen, possibly, possibly, legally. I don't know. I don't know that there's legal precedence, but legally he could. But I know this. He'll be responsible for his words before his maker one day. Mm-hmm. I will be responsible for my words before my maker one day. Mm -hmm. And I need to, that's where I want to resolve. I want to take ownership of what's in my heart. Mm -hmm. I want to take ownership for my words. I want to think before I tweet, before I post, before I do anything. Mm -hmm. I want to think, is this honoring? Is this loving? Mm -hmm. Is this building someone up, even if I disagree with them? And if it isn't, don't post it. Just why do we feel like we have to, I've got to get my say in. Uh, and, and it's okay to disagree and talk about policies and politics, but if we can't, if you can't do it well, it's yeah. like it's like the old adage: if you mm-hmm. have nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all. Yeah. So, got in on that. Yep. <laughs> so, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was this was a fun conversation. And we're praying the best over our country for yep. sure. Absolutely. And, and uh, for uh, hey, we'd love. To, to I feel together. like can I just say we would love to know your reaction to our conversation. Good, bad. I don't like this. You know, whatever. And you can email us in a podcast at the X church. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we, again, we're just trying to spur conversation mm-hmm. and get you to think. Yep. Yep. We just want you to think critically. Think. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we're going to think through the lens of our faith. But I, I think we welcome that. Like we're, we don't we don't live in a bubble. And we're okay with that. We're not trying to offend anybody. But we are trying to speak what we believe is important and is true. And if it does challenge you, great. Hopefully you begin to think, you know, that's what we're doing. You guys challenge me every time we have conversations, and I love it. So, anyways, love you guys. It's been a great conversation. Enjoy it. Like, subscribe, share. We'll see you next week.